The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroot was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the iRacers Download, Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. I'm Justin Prince. Along with me is my co-host, Taylor Burris, with our producer, Richard Colbrant. Break down the week that was in iRacing and more. It's another busy week to say the very least when it comes to iRacing content and when it comes to iRacing competitions, especially when it comes to the case, whether in the case of eNASCAR or Porsche Take or eSports Super Cup competition. Let's start things over with eNASCAR College iRacing Series discussions with the D-Box 100, where a hat trick was completed by former eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series driver Logan Clampett who picked up the W in his Saddleback University machine at Michigan International Speedway on Tuesday night, Taylor. It was an exciting battle. I mean, watching Logan come all the way from the back half of the field after that first and final round of pit stops to be able to sneak one away from his rival that he's dealt with all season long, Garrett Lowe, was phenomenal strategy calling, phenomenal fuel and tire conservation to be able to take home the victory. Of course, a contrast compared to the last time out for the College Series where seven cautions came out at Dover, a green flag to checkered race. In this regard, this time around, Garrett Lowe, keep in mind, also with lots of NASCAR experience at the Coke level, led 19 laps as part of the event. Danny Budafuco, who dominated in one of the initial iterations of the College Series last year, 14 laps led from the pole, but finished in seventh. Matthews Wack, Anthony Burroughs, Daniel Falkenham amongst those Give out shouts to, especially when it comes to Zwack, because he's somebody that has been around for a fair amount of time. Zwack with one of his best ever runs in a NASCAR competition ever after being a longtime veteran of series like FTF. Well, not only that, Justin, but also he was representing his college at the home track. I mean, representing Michigan University racing at Michigan International Speedway was definitely a big boost of confidence and a big excitement for him and the college. Now, the next time out for the College Series, it's Daytona International Speedway, where things could get interesting because the last time the series went there in February, it was Colton Salick for Amby Riddle, who picked up the victory that time for Rhode Island, Sean Jensik, as well as Danny Budafuco. This time out, it's with the NASCAR Xfinity Series car. Difference, keep in mind, and very different, I should rather say, compared to how it drove the last time with the trucks at Daytona. It really is, and utilizing these Xfinity cars, it's going to be a lot more of watching out to building up that momentum, finding the energy you need with a teammate or with a team driver, or maybe try to find somewhere to be able to work your way through. The only thing I will consider and ask is, will we see the rival schools help each other out or hinder each other during this race? That's going to be the major question mark for some, as well as some of the potential the technical alliances within that work together within the work together matrix indeed again keep an eye on iRacing.com to learn more on where you can find the next eNASCAR competition especially with the coke series as well coming up 
within the next week or so. Let's turn things over to the road course side of things, though, because Portia or Esports Super Cup visited Coda, the Circuit of the Americas, for its day before the NASCAR Cup Series and the rest of the stock cars make their visit over for the Texas two-step. This time around, De Diego Pinto, the champion for the previous campaign, coming off a Skip Barber Formula iRacing Series championship with real-world opportunities, mind you, coming forward, having a strong run once again at Circuit of the Americas, picking up the feature victory over Jordan Caruso. 16 laps led out of the 16 completed to pick up max points with Caruso, 63 points apiece from the feature alone. It really is, and this is just going to showcase how strong Diego Pinto is going to be. I mean, it wasn't that long ago he just picked up the Skip Barber championship a couple of weeks ago. So he has been on an absolute tear for the past couple of months, and he is going to continue to do that here with him as the number one driver in pretty much iRacing on the roadside aspect of it. So a lot of things to come. I will be saying, though, watch out for Jordan Caruso and Alejandro Sanchez. Those two, I feel like those two could really put on a good fight towards the end of this. I mean, look at Alejandro Sanchez picking up 65 points. That's a big points day. That's two more points ahead of Diego Pinto right now. So he's sixth in the point standings. Diego's third. So with only a few rounds left in the championship, there's still some opportunity for him to capitalize. Where's that point differential coming from the sprint race, keep in mind. But the major thing when it comes to that, though, no ground game in, as a result from Pinto because he did not do as well in turn with the sprint race in points. If anything, Jordan Caruso looking solid for the championship fight early on in the campaign, with Charlie Collins still 10 points behind. For reference, Charlie Collins finished with 46 points in the round. That is a massive swing in the case of Caruso. It really is. A lot of... The best thing to put it is he has a little wiggle room, but not a whole lot. One bad race, whether it be the sprint race or the finals, could cost him much needed points. And with the next race heading to the Red Bull ring on April the 1st in Austria, you know for a fact that anything is possible. Charlie Collins picked up a win. Sebastian Job was also picking up a win there. So you're looking at two drivers who could either kick start their season or find their way up to the front of the field into the championship. Once again, that will be taking place on April Fool's Day, Saturday, April the 1st, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. The All-Stars at the track, then it's 3 p.m. for the pros. Catch that on iRacing social media platforms. And to learn more about the championship, including the standings yourself, go to iRacing.com forward slash P-E-S-C. And we've talked about this a fair bit. iRacing's foray into console gaming with the World of Outlaws Dirt Racing License. There was an announcement just coming over from iRacing on March the 21st, which included the 2023 season update. But more importantly, a new port. The Nintendo Switch joins in on the fun of the dirt. This, I have to say, was some exciting news. I mean, honestly, I never would have thought a game like this would be found on the Nintendo Switch. Now, personally... I have not had one, but I've played on the Switch, and it's a really fun console. You know, not only can you play at home, but you can take it on the go and have it fun with it, too. But the fact is, the World of Outlaws, now going into their 2023 campaign already, mostly kicking off the third of their season already, but actually adding more content with both the World of Outlaws and the Dirt Car Drivers, tracks, and some of the top venues that will be added onto this. I'm excited about this. This game... I have to say, 
if iRacing and Monster Games keep doing what they're doing now, ain't no telling what they could accomplish when it comes to other forms of motor racing. Who's not to say down the road we could see iRacing, Monster Games doing something for NASCAR, IMSA, Formula One. Who knows down the road? Granted, Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, probably not anytime soon, but who's not to say maybe a console IMSA game could come in the future? What are we surprised down the line to see that with the demand that's there, to say the very least? Oh, by it, the it, way, go ahead. No, you know, but the point is, like, it's already been confirmed from, mm -hmm. of course, Stephen Myers through Twitter that we're still getting more stuff from IMSA. We're expecting at least two or three more prototypes added onto the console or onto the service. And who's not to say with this partnership with IMSA and they see the success with the World of Outlaws, they want to do the same thing. It is a potential possibility we have to keep an eye on things for sure. Now keep in mind as well, for those wanting to jump in on the console side, for iRacing and Stork Foray themselves, there has been an impending drop of the price also announced for the Sony PlayStation, Microsoft, Xbox platforms to $39.99. So, if you want to jump on in, pick up the 2023 season update in the respective pass, pick yourself up the new updated cards as well with the content, as well as the big blocks and UMP modified, as well as Lima Land Motorsports Park, along with the Federal on Parts Raceway at I-55 and Lucas Oil Speedway. Be sure to keep an eye on Twitter at Outlaws underscore game or the website worldofoutlawsgame.com for more further updates and also to learn how you can download your copy today. More to talk about, more to discuss right after this quick break. You're listening to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by my race pass. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by my race pass. Taylor Burris here, along with Justin Prince, our producer Richard Colbreth, as we have some more exciting news to talk about in the world of iRacing, especially when it comes to special events here in the world of iRacing. Of course, the special Sebring 12 hours happening on the iRacing platform this weekend, and I have to say, Justin, a lot of big names are getting ready. I, we saw some tweets from Max Verstappen saying he's ready to go racing. And it's funny, iRacing made a quick, quick little quip at him saying GP was just the warm-up. The true challenge is racing the 12 hours virtual at Sebring International Raceway. Well, when it comes to him, keep in mind, when it comes to Max Verstappen, I should say, he was on the sim within 24 hours of the GP from Formula One competition. That's how much he's trying to prepare for the Sebring event, to say the very least. Of course, the iRacing VCO Sebring 12, a part of VCO's special grouping of respective races with the backing, should say. So it could be very intriguing, to say the very least, to see which teams are the most prepared, especially for a race like this. It really is, and it's going to showcase a lot of big names, big teams. I mean, you think of, of course, Redline being one of the top front runners, utilizing, of course, two, three major categories, your GTP cars, your LMP2, and the GT3 class. So we're going to be seeing a mixed variety of different drivers going in competing in this class. I, I wish I could be able to compete in this class race. I've always loved 12 Hours of Sebring. It's a fun, exciting event. Not as long of a period as the 24-hour races that we have on the service, but I have to say it's more, what would be the proper word I have to say, more physically demanding 
if you think about it, compared to a Daytona. Yeah, it's not an easy track. It's not a draft facility like, say, Daytona. It's a racetrack that requires a lot of precision. There's a lot of potential places where you can end up getting sent into the corner if you end up having someone who isn't paying attention around or behind you. And as well to boot, it's a racetrack where it gets very dark out. Let's put it that way as well with how the lining plays out. To put it politely, it's not going to be an easy race whatsoever once more. Now it's going to be a matter again of which teams are the most prepared, which teams are in turn also try and make waves because amongst those making waves, Alpine Eastward, Alpine Esports, for the first time in their respective series, or rather organization's history, after starting just in the past month, mind you, taking some of their talent over from their other platforms, as well as some of the drivers who have raced with Race Clutch, for example, and putting them under their banner for the first time during the event. It really is. It's going to be exciting. And I think the big question is, will we see a repeat of like what we saw at the real 12 hours of Sebring, where pretty much your top three was all in contention for the race win and <laughs> chaos ensued for those of you who get the chance to watch this past 12 hours of Sebring? I mean... It's happened several times on iRacing every other type of circumstance at Sebring, so you can't count out anything. You no, can't you... count out a 25-car pileup in the first lap. True really. that. Uh, I have to agree with you. And it's still exciting to watch. Of course, you can catch the top split action, of course, this Saturday on Race Spot TV. Uh, Justin, are you going to be a part of the commentary crew for that? No, will not be in that circumstance currently, but... It should be an exciting race, to say the very least, over the course of the 12 hours. Race Spot TV with the coverage once again from the starting launch for the green flag. Be sure to tune on to Race Spot TV on its YouTube and Twitch feeds. Let's talk a little bit about a couple of other points and news from some other well-reputable leagues that we have worked with. The 77 Lionheart Racing Series Open Wheel Championship was just wrapping up their second race of the championship from the Suzuka International Racing Course. And it was, of course, defending series champion, private label team hype driver Philip Krause, who took home the win after leading six laps and was able to come home with a victory to try to kickstart his 2023 championship title defense. And it's, it's to be expected when it comes to what we see on the retro side and when it comes to that side of the racing scene, I think is the better way to phrase it. To see a lot of close battling. Phil Krause, of course, likes to build houses in victory lane. He always tends to find a way to build a house in victory lane. He always tends to find a way to build a house in victory lane on a road course. So again, I don't think it's a shock. The more bigger thing, I think, is a talking point for the future to keep an eye on, or to keep an ear on, I should think, you should say, is Adam Blocker, because he looked much more consistent on the road course. Because last year, he had been racing in just about a different rig every round. This time, he seemed much more comfortable. In fact, led the most laps. Yeah, it's certainly going to be exciting to see how that will play out. Their next round is going to be in April at Pocono. Catch all the action. Of course, we'll give updates down the road regarding that. And, of course, their sports car championship kicks off on April, Monday, April the 3rd from Sebring. You can watch that race on Race Spot TV. And finally, some other points to update on. The 2023 iRacing Nürburgring Endurance Championship will be kicking off here very soon. As a matter of fact, the first race of the season is April 8th through the 9th, a four-hour event utilizing four- to six-hour racing series, whether utilizing BMW M4 GT3s, the Mercedes-AMG GT3, 
for the Porsche 911, and then of course the GT4 category, with several single-make categories utilizing the Porsche 992 GT3 Cup car, the Audi TCR, the Toyota GR86, and so many more exciting things to come. You can learn more information on that in the iRacing forums. Look under the iRacing Nürburgring Endurance Championship. Justin, there was something you found here recently on Twitter regarding iRacing. Tell us a little bit more about it. Well, we've talked so much about weather, and <laughs> on March the 23rd, iRacing decided, you know what? Today's the time, and today's the day, especially with rain clouds over a lot of areas, to show how the potential new weather interface is going to work in the beta, or now I should say, the iRacing program UI. And they have showed off that respective way it will work down to the exact minute on how the forecast could settle in throughout an entire event, as well as how the race plays out in sim on a timeline. That coming at 3.12 p.m. on March the 23rd for the first look at how drivers can set up the actual weather settings to I to the future of iRacing weather. In other words, Taylor, very good sign. That is very impending. It really is, and it shows that we... I love how it shows light rain right there in that picture. So all I can I'm, say for those of you who are racing in the 12 hours of Sebring, please be prepared. Who knows? Um, we, if... If they would, put rain in during the Sebring race, I think people will go crazy. Uh, oh, well, you know what we, you know what we should actually expect. Who knows? We may get a special, a surprise special event on April first. So be prepared. Oh, really? And I, I don't. I'm being speculative for like just you know how iRacing racing always is going to be funny when it comes to their April Fools type tricks. I mean, we all remember the infamous dirt video which of course became true to where we end up now dealing with dirt racing now but before then we all got a good laugh out of it or the uh, infamous going to racing on your phone or tablets i mean it's kind of come true the phone and tablet part but more so on a console for the time being maybe one day but in all seriousness i mean it could happen it could. who knows I, I mean, you just, just mentioned a date. It could happen. Yeah, or, uh, you know, anyone could be, for those who are racing the roadside, or even the oval side, we could just get a sprinkle of rain and have rain delays or something like that for those who race on ovals. I just, I mean, that would be a major change in the shift for the weather situation, though, on the oval side, if they have that happen. I, I, honestly, it would be hilarious, but stay tuned. In the famous words of iRacing, hashtag soon. We'll see when that will be released. But, Justin, I think it's safe to say that it's time to bring this episode to a close. We'll go ahead and give you a quick preview of what to expect next time on the iRacers download. We'll be covering the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. And, of course, we will have a special guest joining us next week. Of course, he is part of a special brand new league that is coming on board to talk about their amazing tenure. But the Thunderclap iRacing series, one of their owners and administrators, Justin Clapper, joins us on the download. Well, Justin, for, of course, you for coming on and for our amazing producer, Richard Colbreth, I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by, by Race Pass.